Hey, and welcome to Here If You Need. I'm Jennifer, and I'll be joined by my BFF, Amy. And we're here if you need to talk through the stuff that, as women, we're told not to talk about. Hi. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so good to – I feel like I, I'm going to say this, like, every week now. I'm like, it's so good to be back. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that, too. I was like, I'll never, ever get sick of that intro, I think. Like, I'm going to play it at my wedding one day. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I yes, love that. I love, I love that. <laughs> Your wedding invitations will be like that um no context cap Kath and Kim. Yeah. And we can really we can really like rein in on the on the Magda at the start. I want <laughs> I want like the pumpkin coach. I want like the <laughs> little Bo Peep wedding dress. It would actually be really cool to have a Kath and Kim Kath and Kim themed wedding. And I don't know why I'm talking about weddings when I'm alone, but it's fun anyway. <laughs> Well, it's a magical time to manifest right now. It's a new moon. Uh, so <laughs> you're giving me a little like, I'm like, I'm like, don't you dare go down that spiritual route. But it's a great time to manifest. So if marriage is something that you want to bring into your life, then put it out to the universe and it might come too. <laughs> okay, I'll start a Pinterest. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're going to be talking about... Just in case you didn't know, I'm a Taurus and Amy's a Cancer. I don't... I told you, I don't like when you tell me I'm a Cancer because I'm a Leo, but we don't need to get into that today. Um, But... Let's get into our our actual topic. Which is girl code, which is super exciting and what it means and whether it's a scam and whether it's applicable in 2020, I guess. So what's girl code to you? I always come back to girl code. Obviously, I think girl code is like a set of rules that as women, we kind of like adhere to. I do think we were sold like this version of girl code when we were in like high school. And that girl code, I think has kind of transcended now. And it's very different. But honestly, the girl code, when I think of girl code, I think of like having someone's back when you're drunk at a club, and then you like make friends with like someone in the female bathrooms and then they become your best friend for the night and you literally have each other's back all night I just feel like you make the best friendships in the bathroom and then yeah 100%. you just look out for each other all night like when why can't that happen in everyday life yeah I think when I think about it like in in that way um it's it's like I, I think girl code is so cute when you think about like meeting girls in bathrooms and then you suddenly have like hundreds of friends on Facebook that you've met once and will never probably talk to again um but that's just <laughs> know you just have all these girls and they always like your selfies and you like hype each other up but like you'd have no intention of ever meeting again which is kind of funny but um I think girl code also seems to always come down to being about romance it's like it's very focused heavily on romantic partners and like not like fucking your friend's ex or sleeping you know or not like getting with a guy that your friend likes and it's like very possessive in that way mm-hmm. so I mean do you I, I and I don't know if I agree with it or if I don't agree with it because because I think if someone's your friend and you wouldn't do something to hurt them in that way anyway, but is it maybe too possessive? I don't know. I've been on both ends before and I'm kind of like, oh, I just don't even, I don't know what, like what I agree with. And I think it's probably like a case by case thing and not just like a generalized, no, that's not okay. Like you have to wait six months before you can hook up with someone after your friends hooked up with them or something like that. Like it's just a weird set of guidelines and it's not, it's, it seems very black and white and not very, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah. 
Well, I think with the whole romance thing, and this is where I think a lot of girl code is about romance and like it's, you know, don't, yeah, don't hook up with your friend's ex. I think it is just, yeah, don't hook up with your friend's ex. And all of these rules, I'm, I don't know if I'm for or against girl code. I think I'm for a moral set of values that you apply to all of your friends, regardless of gender, Yes, that you're just not a shit person, right? That's like, that's kind of what I adhere to. But if we're talking about like girl code, the one that we kind of know and that one the one that we're kind of talking about right now I think when it does come to relationships and this whole like you know don't hook up with your friend's ex like that makes you a shit person it's like well a people are exes for a reason I personally think that if it didn't work out with a friend your girlfriend and you've connected with their ex for example and you're like so compatible and it works your friend shouldn't hold back from allowing you your happiness however if the, if your friend is still in love with the person yeah that's not cool but it also I think it just also comes down to communication you know and communicating yes. with your friend uh and and kind of saying like hey I have feelings for your ex or your ex and I have been talking um we wanted to approach you first because obviously you have a history um do you mind if we like go on a date? And it also, I think it's a time thing too. If it was someone like you dated in high school, I'm not going to go back to like a friend's ex from high school and be like, oh, hey, I'm like fucking this guy. Um, I know you were together like 10 years ago. Do you mind? Like, I think that's dumb. Yeah. But if it's recent. It's funny because the more we're talking about it now, it's very heteronormative. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. And I didn't really realize that as someone who is hetero, that's my own like blind privilege. I didn't really um, realize that until we, until we started talking about the fact that most of like girl code scenarios are kind of based around the fact that it would be like a girl like not wanting her friend to get with her like male ex and I wonder how it's different in the queer communities I know like I've had like a couple of conversations with some friends about this before um like a gay cis male and he was it's he was kind of like it's very like breezy and no one really cares and I think also like in the lesbian community um again coming from like a cis perspective of a friend I was chatting with about it um they were like yeah I think it just kind of happens like it's not it's just a fact of life and you kind of all kind of run in the same group so everyone's kind of dated everyone at this point and I don't and it, that doesn't seem to be the case in like um hetero kind of relationships like it, it's very much more traditional I guess in like that really rooted this was my person you can't have my person because they were my person. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's very it's very rooted in like tradition, I think, those relationships, which is interesting. And I think that um, queer relationships seem to be much more like progressive and much more open to, and I think also um, open to more communication around it as well. Like, hey, like I'm going to go date this person. Are you cool with it? Like, yes. Like there's just less pressure in a weird way, I think. And it's a lot more um, casual and fun. And like not to say it doesn't get serious. Obviously it does. But like it's much like, the, you know, you wouldn't be dating an ex-husband or something like that but with when it comes to dating it just seems to be much more like easy and like relaxed and I think that like hetero relationships are very like there's like all these little games that people play and it's very like you know traditional like you have to wait for the guy to message and it's like you have to the guy has to ask you out and like just all this stuff and I think those roles kind of drop a bit in queer relationships which is interesting so maybe that's what it is there's less pressure I don't know there's like forced roles that are put onto us you know (laughs) going into those forced roles I think that it is that and it is this archaic way of having these these rules of engagement almost like even within like dating even even still to this day 
um, like I'm not currently in the dating atmosphere, but I know that my friends are like, oh, I'm not going to message him first. Like he has to message me. Oh no, I can't message too soon. It's like, no, if you really like someone, send them a message. Like, why do you have to yeah. wait three days? I feel like all of these rules have been created. I'm 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 gonna say have been created by the patriarchy in order to keep like women in line and to keep women insecure. insecure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like everything. really toxic. And like having these codes yeah. of of I guess behavior, I think kind of really stifle just general communication. And I think like that are these weird rules that have been put in place by society to keep us in boxes, to, to keep us straying from, you know, being free and like, yeah, un, untethered. Like at the moment we're tethered to like society and like cultural norms, whereas like. Yeah, it's very, it's so deep and embedded into our culture. It's really hard to break away from that. And the funny thing is, is that when you try to break away from that, you are looking too desperate or too keen because no one else is really doing it. Yeah, or and you're so crazy you kind of look because... like a bit of a loser. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one else is doing that. But then actually, that's probably the most healthy way to be direct and honest and just be like, hey, I'm into you. What's happening? Should we do something? And like, not waste everyone else's time. Well, I found it really interesting. I did put this poll to my Instagram and I wanted to know whether or not my followers believed in girl code. And I was so surprised at the results. <laughs> it was like 60, 40, 60 in favor of girl code and 40%, uh, I guess, anti-girl code. And a lot of yeah. the responses were very, very similar to like, I guess what we're talking about right now. Um, but the majority of people were like, well, gender stereotypes are rubbish, which, you know, we kind of touched on at the start. Like, why is everything? Yeah. Why is it girl code and boy code and girls versus boys? And, you know, fuck that. But <laughs> <laughs> let's just all be people, especially within the anti-girl code. There was a lot of people that said that people don't own people. People are not property. So you can't be possessive over them. And it creates, yeah, toxicity yeah. and jealousy within like the quote unquote girl community. And that I think then in turn leads to that whole um, archaic set of rules. I, and I agree with that so much. But I also know from a personal level where I've been in situations in the past where I've, and again, this is why I think it's more important to look at it on a case by case, you know, and a case by case because. There's been situations where I've been in where I've had even like something so casual, like I've been out on a night out and I've like been flirting with a boy and then my friend kind of swoops in knowing that like it was who was wingmaning me <laughs> or wingwomaning me. I don't really, who cares? But like they kind of swoop in at the last minute and it feels like a bit of a power move. And I also, I just think like they can put it down to, well, I don't really believe in girl code and I can do whatever I want. I'm an adult. And I agree. However, at what point is it just you actively hurting? hurting someone's feelings when you know it's going to upset them for something that you're probably like not emotionally invested in. So while yeah. I do agree with that, I also, there's a part of me that thinks that maybe it's okay to just look out for the person. And, and again, communication is huge. And if they're not okay with it, it's almost a judgment call on your part. And if you think that this could develop into something and it's, it's worth pursuing, I really don't like ultimatums, but you can't expect your friend 
after communicating that it would make them uncomfortable or it would hurt their feelings to be okay with it. You know, just because you've had that conversation and the outcome isn't what you wanted and you decide to go ahead anyway. I've been in situations in the past where I've had friends wanting to date ex-partners and I've said, look, it's for me, it's still a little bit fresh with whether it's been like the last few months. Um, it wasn't resolved in the way that I would I was hoping it would be resolved. I really don't want them around because I'm not 100% over them yet and that's still kind of playing out in my life. So if you were to start dating them, it's there's so many they're then kind of brought back into your life and maybe you're not ready for that yet so that you almost need to make a decision and it's not again I don't like ultimatums you can't be like if you date them you're not my friend anymore it's more like I am telling you how I feel I understand if you want to move forward but unfortunately it will it will affect our friendship because I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm uncomfortable and start getting jealous because I feel like that's almost more toxic to pretend everything's okay and hold this like resentment for someone where you just blow up one one time so that's what I do I don't know I, I, <laughs> I'm like I always say it's fine and then it's not and I should have just said something like exactly. before it became a thing yeah because then I think from the moment you start saying everything's fine and it's not that's when like the you, you probably will find it really difficult to ever have that friendship with that person again because you will always be insecure about it and it's just a horrible way to walk forward in life but that's why I think if you were to take out the words girl code and just say maybe like checking in with your mates before hooking up with their par- ex-partner or something um, maybe people would be more inclined to accept that as a part of kind of a social yeah. and it would become a more healthy way of looking at it. I think girl code has this horrible kind of like heading over the top of it, which makes it feel like it's this unreachable goal. And like, you're always constantly for the girl, like always constantly putting other people in front of yourself and it's okay to be selfish. But again, you have to think about the consequences of being selfish and who's collateral damage along the way. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, yeah, let's like remove girl code. Let's call it friend code because friend is is non-gender oh, specific. I really like because that. Yeah, that's really cute. I think like, because regardless of, I, I guess regardless of where you are, even on your sexuality spectrum, if, if we're just talking about like friendship code for relationships in this, this sense, this isn't even talking about like friend code in workplace relationships or, or like, because I think that's a whole other thing, you know, when it comes to potential like promotions with your, you know, your work friend or, or you know, we can touch on that maybe later. I don't know. Um, but I think it does just come down to, I think, a basic level of moral decency and empathy. Like if you are empathetic and towards, you know, your friends and if you have compassion for your friends and if you have a good relationship with your friends, you will be able to have these conversations, these open conversations and not feel like, and this is, it's hilarious that I'm even having this kind of conversation (laughs) because I am the worst at having conversations. It's something that I really struggle with because I, I guess I've always, uh, whenever I voice my concerns or my feelings in the past, I've, I've been met with a lot of criticism that I'm too dramatic or I'm too emotional or, or that sort of thing. So I, find it really hard to um, have kind of not even confrontational conversations it's never confrontational but I I guess I don't do it because I am worried about like the reaction um and then I have the conversation and I'm like oh it wasn't even a thing but then if I don't have the conversation that's when I end up holding the resentment because I'm like oh they're they're doing this and I, I don't like it and then everyone's like well have you spoken to them about it I'm like well, no <laughs> Because I don't want to have, a, yeah. have an argument. And it's like, well, if they're actually your friend, they will, maybe they'll come back and be like, well, you're being, you are being a little bit over the top, but I understand your point of view. Like, yes, I'm not going to pursue that with your friend because, well, like your ex because of X, Y, Z reason, but thank you for coming to me. But I do think you're being a little bit like ridiculous. 
It also like I think I don't think I think that people think I, I I think that conflict is seen as such a negative thing. However, without conflict, what like how are we ever going to learn as well? If you're around people that constantly agree with you and just let you do whatever you want, there's no growth in that. So why is conflict such a bad thing? It's not necessarily a fight. Maybe it's an argument, but it's like it can be completely civilized in a way that's like no one's hurting each other's feelings. You are debating. It's constructive. And it's, it's constructive. And I think constructive conflict is something that a lot of people miss out on because, again, they're scared that it's going to turn into a fight. Um, I would personally rather have the fight, but I'm a little bit um, – I'm very confrontational if I'm feeling like a certain kind of way. Not in an aggressive way, but I'll just – I don't like – I don't like beating – no, <laughs> that's the Leo in me. I don't like beating around the bush. And if I want to – and I'm very results-driven as well, so I don't like indecision and I really hate waiting. I'm not a patient person at all. So if I want to know the answer to something and if I want to find out how someone is feeling, I will go directly to the source and find out. And I think that can probably be seen as a little bit intimidating sometimes. And that's maybe where I've been in situations where there there's maybe been a little bit of conflict that I thought was constructive at the time <laughs> and possibly wasn't. But again, I'm very results driven and that's just who I am. Like I, I don't want to sit around and wait for someone to come to me and say that they're bothered. I would rather go directly to them and say, is there an issue? How can we move forward do I like is there something I need to apologize for or make amends for let's sort this out now so that it's squashed um you know and obviously not to push them before they're ready because I know I've been in situations where someone wants to hash it out the night that we've something's happened and I'm like no let's sleep on it and you know I think that's always healthy as well but just like ask people how they're feeling and you can avoid so much drama and so much people think that so I know that there's people that think that the way I ask things is looking for drama and it's actually the opposite because I know that it will fester and it will turn into something that it's not and it'll be a very like you know pass through so many different sources and mouths before it can even get to you and I hate that so much so I'm very much like let's go straight to the point who said this what's happening here how are you feeling about this um do you not want me to move forward with this no okay that's not, let's talk about why and let's get to the bottom you know it's it's so easy to have those conversations for me and I recognize that because that's who I am as a person I know it's going to be a lot harder for other people but I think it's necessary you have to choose between would you rather have an uncomfortable conversation now or have a much more uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation later on yeah because either way you are going to have that conversation would you rather it be on your terms where you're like less emotionally invested in the outcome or wait until you are a psycho and let it come out in a fit of rage where you see red because I can promise you you will not handle that well yeah <laughs> that will be um, immediately emotions driven rather than sitting and actually sitting with your thoughts and going through how you want to go about that situation yeah I I have another point um that I want to bring up in relation to being a good person code but <laughs> I find I love that I'm... by the way friend code <laughs> yeah I when I have to I guess when I have to say something that I know is uncomfortable and for me I, re- I like I said I, I really struggle and I often blurt out my words and it comes out like word vomit and then I'm like oh my god what the fuck did I just say like I kind of it's it's very I, I forget what I'm saying I kind of just like go on autopilot I actually come to and people call me a psycho for it but I come to important conversations with an agenda and I kind of am like look I have to say these things like please listen before you talk but I have to say these things and I say 
Um, and so far it's worked for me. People have, have said I am a I psycho. I love that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm cool yeah. with being a psycho. But it means that like I know that I say what I need to say. And because yeah. I also find too that in the moment when I when it's sometimes when it's heated or there's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of investment behind it. I often say half of it and then I kick myself because I leave and I'm like, fuck, I should have said these X, Y, Z. So at least then when I come with the agenda, I'm like, cool, I've said it all. I can leave if my friend agrees with me or if we want to like move forward and we want to kind of yeah move forward together and like create this good relationship with each other, then great. And if not, at least I've said everything that I need to say. I love that. And as a controlling bitch, I actually kind of want to bring agendas to every part of my life going forward now that you've said that. Uh, My boss, actually, what we used to do when we would go out for dinner, if we had lots to catch up on, she would take a napkin and she would write, she'd be like, what would you, what are we talking about tonight? And she would write so that we would both have enough time to talk about each Mm -hmm. thing. It would be like, we have 10 minutes to talk about this. I do that with my friends. No, I do that with my friends when we go catch up we haven't seen each other for ages we write an agenda because we know that we have like all of these things to talk about and we want to make sure that we cover everything so we're like okay we can talk about these three topics tonight we're not going to get through it all so next time we meet up we'll talk about these next three (laughs) it's actually amazing and so (laughs) just so well thought out I really love (laughs) it and I'm gonna do it for everything going forward let's have agendas let's take notes let's send reviews afterwards of what we thought we've covered in the meeting (laughs) (laughs) gonna give you five stars on yelp for our conversation at dinner (laughs) let's let's like let's corporate our friendships a little bit you know oh god the world's fucked (laughs) in like a healthy way not like a crazy capitalist way but just like you know let's have everything be formal until we're actually sitting down together you know Uh, let's send each other calendar invites for meetups i'm all about it (laughs) well i think i do that but actually amazing (laughs) um i do want to i guess move back to uh friend code or just like good person code um because I want to move out of like friend like a friend code and just the moral code of being a a decent human being and I had an example sent through by one of my followers of I guess being a good person and in the sense of when you're trying on clothes and I was like well what do you mean and she's she basically said I hate it when I'm trying on clothes and I know it looks terrible, but the person that is the the salesperson says that it looks good and obviously they're trying to make a sale, <laughs> but then someone else in the change rooms steps in and says, hey, that looks terrible. <laughs> um, like that's <laughs> like, so funny. I know it's so funny. It's like such a weird, like it's not a weird example. It kind of is, but like, I guess that comes down to that's the same girl, like not girl code, that's the same like good person code as as your drunk female like bathroom friends, right? Oh, this is so much more. This is so much harder though. As someone that's never worked in retail, I don't know what training they get, but can you imagine how hard it would be? I'm just picturing these like timid sales girls that work in like um like general pants or well, not general pants because they're they're completely psycho, but um like Dotty and all those stores, and I can just imagine like coming out in something and and for them to have to say that doesn't look good on you to a complete stranger well I don't think I don't think it's like saying I don't think it looks good on you but I would it's about using different language like that is so aggressive like and that would hurt people's feelings and if you're already insecure about yourself you would say I I don't know I, I feel like I would try and say like um 
because I feel like if okay, so hypothetical, it would, it was me in the in the clothing store, and I was like, oh, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't, like I don't like how my arms look, or I don't like how my stomach looks in that in this dress. I think it's a little too tight. Um, they could then say, not like, oh no, babe, you look amazing, which is what they would probably do. Yeah, they could say, but also they could say like, this is a lot harder than I thought. I was like, it's so easy. They could mm. say. They could suggest I, another. Uh, they could suggest another piece of clothing. Yeah, or like, I, like I see. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I think you do look good, but if you're if you feel uncomfortable, I can suggest something else. Yeah, that's definitely way better. And it kind of puts like it puts, I guess, the the decision back on you rather than because I feel like I get so guilty. Not guilty, but I get almost guilt tripped when I shop. Yeah, I panic, and I'm like, okay, okay I'll just buy it. And then I get home and I'm like, I look like shit. What I actually really like to do, um, and not everyone may agree with this, I still, uh, like a lot of the times, especially during COVID, I know the change rooms, there's always a massive line. I would just buy it. And if I need, and if I'm not sure about size, I just buy both sizes. And, and I recognize the privilege in being able to do that. And a lot, not a lot of people can, but I just buy it. And then I come home and I try it on and I get, and I like spend some time looking for it. Like, cause I feel so rushed in a change room as well. There's a lot of pressure. I mean, I've cried in so many change rooms before. It's ridiculous. And I'm, now I'm at the point where I'm like, why even put, I'm so lucky I'm in a position where I don't even have to put myself in that position anymore. I will just buy it and then return it. Obviously check the returns policy. I know there's a lot of stores that don't, you know, do a cash refund or whatever, but just buy it, take it home, try it on and then come back and, and return it if you don't like it. But also um, with the shop assistant thing, the only thing I'd be worried about is that say you're like, oh, I don't know how my arms look in this and they suggest something else. In 2020, are we still going to try? Like I know it's really hard and it's obviously personal preference and there's so, I mean, I have so many insecurities and I, I know everyone does, but in 2020, are we really trying to still kind of fit into like society's beauty norms and like uh, I'm just conscious of the fact that like if you if you already feel that way and someone's agreeing with you not that they have any responsibility whatsoever but what if like they turn around and was like oh my arms look bad in this or something and they're like okay I can kind of see if you're uncomfortable or something maybe it would I there's like a middle ground between like babe you look amazing in that or like and oh yeah no I agree and I see you're uncomfortable so let's try something else like maybe there's like a middle ground where it's more hey like I actually think your arms look fine I but if like yeah they're like oh, I don't know it's hard like yeah they're big but like who cares yeah are you do you like that dress do you want it are you only worried about your arms because if that's like don't don't sweat it like their arms can you like do things with them cool amazing like if you want that dress and you like it don't think about everything else just like let that go if you're like on the fence about this and you're not sure and it's only your arms and you're only worried about how they're going to look and how people are going to think they look like fuck that who cares like their arms you know we need your persistence is like there, that is there like a yeah. middle ground I don't know. It's that might be completely unrealistic. We might be way, way too early into the into that movement for, <laughs> that, for that. But I'm just, you know what I mean. If it really comes down to like, you know, my arm, my arms don't look good in this. Who cares? Like, what do you mean your arms don't look good? They're arms. Like they're too fat. Like, yeah. oh my god, who cares? Like really, if you're if you like the dress, get the dress. Don't get something that you're going to cover your arms up and just like and then call it body positivity later. I don't know. Like. <laughs> You know, but I guess that's a lot of training yeah. and a lot of responsibility on shop assistants. So I don't know. Yeah. That might be unrealistic. <laughs> but I just buy the clothes and I do with it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you another <laughs> I'm gonna give you another hypothetical. So now we're we're still in in just being a good human being um kind of moral code type realm. Work situations. You're friends with someone at work and 
there's like, I don't know, like a job promotion or like not a job promotion, but there's a possibility that you can, you're both up for something. And I like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk a lot about the modeling industry, but a lot of people talk to me like outsiders say, wow, it must be so competitive. And it is and it isn't. And I think like when I first started, I had, I felt a lot of competition um, with my peers. And as I have gotten older and been in the industry for longer, I realized that it's no longer a competition. Um, It's just work. And, you know, just like any job that we're applying for, we apply like everyone else. But I want to say something really controversial here. (laughs) Um, Competition is so healthy. It builds so much character. And I, and I don't have kids, but I can see what's happening with kids in school at the moment where every single person gets a prize and no one loses. And I think that is so toxic because that is not what the real world oh, is. Oh my God, I know. I think compet- I thrive when I'm like competitive. And I think there's like healthy competition and there's really unhealthy competition. I'm not saying all competition is amazing, but I think that when you don't win something, the embrace that disappointment feeling, but don't don't linger on it and just move forward because I do think that there's, I have a more of a growth mindset in the sense that I think that in an abundance mentality, there's room for everyone. Maybe that one wasn't yours and totally. something else is yours, but the competition is what drives you. Like what other, what else, you know, what else is pushing you to want to have that so so badly yeah. and to work so hard for it? In saying that, I guess like that kind of rem- remind yeah. me what I was at, where I was going with my with my conversation because when I first started modeling when I didn't book jobs I used to get so mad and I was like oh I lost that job to xyz person they took my <laughs> job <laughs> so unhealthy I know and it did cause a bit of conflict within my like circles at the time but as I get I, as I got older and I have been in the industry longer, I no longer see it as someone took my job or I missed out on that job because that job was never mine exactly. um, to begin with. And if I didn't get it, it wasn't meant for me. It was meant for someone else. And I would much rather like, and especially when it comes to different um, like diversity as well. Like I think in Australia too, there wasn't much diversity when I was first starting out. So, you know, all of the mixed race girls, we'd all go to the same casting and there'd be one spot. So there was a little bit of animosity towards each other because we knew that we were kind of competing with each other for this one role. But now I've seen it as, well, if I don't get it, it just means that this other person who looks completely different to me, you know, we don't look the same, it's completely different to me. They're going to get it. And someone else is going to see themselves in that representation. Exactly. And then that will open up doors for more representation because there's going to be different feedback. And then suddenly, you know, instead of one spot for the mixed race person, there's two and now there's three. And so it, it just means that, yeah, eventually there's just room for everyone to have all of these different jobs. And that's what I love about being in America is that it's not a competition because there is so much work for everybody. And if I don't get a job, it wasn't mine or it's just not mine yet. It, like yeah. it's not my time That's yet. such a healthy way you know? of And I have it. to do things for myself. You know, it might not have been my time, you know, last season, but I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to work, you know, on my fitness or I'm going to, you know, just do something else and, and focus my mind on, on something completely different other than this one job that I really, really wanted. And maybe 
if it is supposed to come to me, it will come to me. And hey, guess what? You wouldn't be that motivated right now if you hadn't lost a couple of things that you wanted last season. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think losing, there's so much growth in losing. I really do think that. And also I think that a lot of people, when when they don't get something they want, it's, oh, that person is better than me. And I think it's, that's not the case. They're just different. And there's no, Mm. they weren't better than you. They are different. And that's such a, I think, healthier way of looking at it rather than, okay, they must be better. They must be prettier. They must be smarter. They must be more athletic. They must be more popular. And it's like, okay, like maybe they're just completely different to you though, you know, and you have your own strengths in those categories in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing. That's why this, you know, gendered code, this girl code has kept women pitted against each other for centuries. And now that we're all waking up, to the fuckery that is the patriarchy. <laughs> the fuckery. <laughs> um, <laughs> we realize that we're actually stronger if we work together and allow each other to have all of these opportunities and we celebrate each other's wins rather than, yeah, being competitive and an- like animalistic towards each other and being catty and nasty. You know, I still think there are, there is definitely still that there. Um, but I think if women can, and, and now I'm talking I guess, oh, I'm not talking like women gendered, but I'm just talking like general, Uh, I don't know, just general people, I guess. But I think I, while I agree that it shouldn't be a gendered conversation, I think, I think there's something to be said for helping like female identifying people feel more secure in a space that's male dominated because we should help out everyone, obviously. Um, when we when we identify the need and have the capacity to fill that need, but since women are typically the ones put, and women and and everyone that identifies as a woman as well, I don't want to be just talking cis here, but we're typically put in more vulnerable situations than men, and that's just the reality. We are, and we don't put ourselves there. I want to be very clear about my language here. We are put into vulnerable situations by the actions of men. So there is something to be said for going back to the gendered conversation for these. Until that gap is closed, we kind of do need to talk about gender because there's there are so many spaces that we're not safe and it's really sad. So there are times where we do need to pay extra attention to our sisters because it's there are just situations where we're not as safe and there are male dominant and not even just safe in the in the in the sense of you know physically and emotionally safe like intellectually safe in male dominated like careers and things like that it's there's just so many situations where we're not safe so we need to be looking out for our sisters specifically in those situations and have a heavy focus on gender then because that's just the reality until that gap closes that that is what we have to do but generally I like to look at it the same like how you've put it as friend code because I think that's much nicer if you know if my and, and again we can bring it if a guy I know is really drunk in a club that situation is completely different to if it's a female friend drunk in a club. If it's a guy friend drunk in a club, my main focus is getting him home safely, but my ma- but also like getting him past security before he gets like kicked out. If it's a woman, you there are so many other factors to take into account. Has anyone spiked their drink? Um, are they safe? Has anyone been groping them all night? How can we get safely into the car without some guys approaching us? There are so many different factors that go into it with women than there are with men. And that's just the reality. You should be helping everyone, but you need to pay yeah. extra attention to your sisters, I think. Yeah. That's so well put. I don't think I could have said it better oh, myself. Thanks, babes. Yeah, and I think that if we do take it back to the gender yeah. language, I think that is how I view feminism, is looking out for, obviously, we want to close the gap on inequality amongst, like, 
the the male female divide in terms of of just yeah like I'm trying to like use my words and I'm like flustered because (laughs) I'm trying I guess trying to I'm like trying to sound smart but also trying oh my god you never need to try to sound Um, smart you are incredibly intelligent (laughs) (laughs) but I think I think that you know the the rules of feminism or not even rules of feminism like take away rules because I think rules is what is the toxic part because if you break the rules then you're somehow a bad woman right cast out on an island away from all the women yeah (laughs) yeah never be friends with women again (laughs) (laughs) but I think like the girl code as we know it like that kind of really toxic girl code that we've been talking about kind of divides women and I think once you can move past it as being a set of rules and just seeing it as like a, a just a, a nice general moral compass and guide as to how to be a good, decent human being. It can unite us. And if we all look out for one another, then like that is kind of, that's your, that's your code. Yeah. You know, I completely agree. I think that's like really like put a little ribbon on and wrapped it up really nice. Everything that we've spoken about today, which is good. Um, I wasn't expecting even to get into so many topics about it's crazy what you start thinking about when you think about how toxic girl code is, <laughs> but um, yeah, just how, how hard it is sometimes to be a woman, yeah. honestly, like it, it is so hard. There are so many days that I want to just opt out and just, <laughs> and just be like a hermit crab instead. But you know, <laughs> I, I feel like I could continue talking about, about so much. No, I agree. And I think that um, there's probably another episode about this where we can go into it a little bit deeper as well. So I'm excited to 100%. chat about that. We, we actually have an upcoming episode about inequality. So we can talk a lot about that as well, which is cool. But Girl Code, I mean, let us know what you think. I know we already did a poll, but if anyone else has any insights on on what they think about Girl Code and whether or not it's you know, it can be changed to some. I really like friend code. I think maybe friend code is the way to go. I love that you've coined that. Let's trademark yeah. it. Has anyone else thought of that? Let's Google it. Yeah. <laughs> How can we make money? <laughs> Literally. <yeah. laughs> oh, well, I think that's a good place to leave it. And um, I'm excited to walk forward with friend code or even just girl guidelines because I kind of like the act, the idea of it being a, a guideline that you can follow and pick apart if you want to, rather than um, a code, yeah. which seems so and I think definite, too, you, you can, know. Yeah, like I said, like the rules, like rules, and then you feel bad because you've like broken the rules. But I think also you have to make mistakes. Yeah, and if if you make mistakes, you shouldn't. You know, it depends on the mistake. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think you shouldn't be yeah excommunicated. <laughs> Um, from the system <laughs> if you if you if you if you fuck up basically you know that's the whole point is forgiveness as well so yeah amazing all right well I think that's a good place to leave it forgiveness empathy compassion beautiful Let's yeah look forward to that. Cool. I love that talk to you later bye